Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. And today we are going to be talking about the meaning of discipleship. Oh, that's going to go deep because I know a lot of people are just happy with being saved, but then you want to move to that next level of truly becoming a disciple. Hello, Bishop Rudolph. How are you doing today, my friend? Hello, sir. How are you doing on this great day? Oh, doing just well. Once again, here in Tallahassee, the capital of the state of Florida, I'm so glad to be able to be your facilitator for your podcast, Bishop. Well, I am glad that you're able to do it, and I appreciate your help and support on this day. All right. So today, everyone, we're going to be talking about the true meaning of discipleship coming from Mark chapter 8, verse 31 through 38. The true meaning of discipleship. You know, Bishop, most people are just happy with being saved. But when we talk about being a disciple, that goes to a whole another level. What is a disciple? Well, you are absolutely right. A lot of people are just happy being in the church or just happy having a relationship that nobody else knows about with the Lord. Uh, They're just happy with the status quo. But uh, the true meaning of discipleship is really sacrifice and suffering and giving up of oneself in order to help somebody else. And that's what I want to focus on um, this particular day. Um, It's more than discipleship is just more than a Sunday morning. um, And it's even more than a sacrificial Wednesday night, because, you know, a lot of folks, they do the Sunday morning thing, but on Wednesday night or midweek Bible study or whatever, they may or may not come. Uh, to church. But Jesus says that if you really want to follow me, if you really want to be my disciple, it's going to cost you a bit of everything in your life. And the particular scripture that I want to use today is Mark the eighth chapter verses 31 through 38. And I want to read it, it in its entirety. And then uh, as I make the various points on today, I want Uh, us to look at them, uh, look at those scriptures individually. So let me just read uh, Mark 8, verses 31 through 38, and you'll find these words recorded. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he spake that saying openly, and Peter took him and began to rebuke him. And when he turned, when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto him, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life, shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if it shall, if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my, of my words in the, in this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed 
when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Uh, that is a wonderful reading in the book of Mark. Now, let's talk about this for a minute, Mr. Uh, Speaker. I'm going to begin with this. In order for us to really understand the true meaning of discipleship, we must first understand what Jesus did so that we can have the right to be called a disciple. If you look at uh, Mark 8, verses 31 through 33, you'll find uh, that the Bible tells us, and this is Jesus talking, he's saying uh, that the Son of Man is going to suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And then after that, he's going to rise again in three days. Um, but let's look at this. Let's understand what's happening here. Jesus is saying, in order for you to take up your cross and follow me, the first thing that should happen is I will have to take up a cross and do something that my father wants me to do. So what I like about discipleship is that we have a true model for what a disciple is. We should do for Jesus and we should do for his son what his son did for the father. Basically, the son did what his father wanted him to do. And Jesus was an excellent example for us to understand that one day, uh, according to the scripture, Christ would suffer. Christ would die and Christ would rise again. He did not have to do that. He could have easily stayed where he was, but he voluntarily gave of his life so that we could follow the Father and we could have the right to uh, the Father. So what I like about this opening portion of the true meaning of discipleship is that in order for us to do uh, what we have to do in order to be a disciple, it took Jesus coming in and making the ultimate sacrifice, and that is of giving of his life so that we can all have a right to eternal life. Now, the next point, let, let me, let me, let me say this. Um, that, that's what Jesus did, uh, Mr. Speaker. But the next point is for us to deny ourselves. Um, and I can highlight that. I, I see that you, you, you wanted to comment on something. Oh, yes. What I was, um, I was really enjoying that aspect of what you said that Jesus did it first. He did what the Father wanted him to do. So he set the stage as an example. And when we look at the true definition of a disciple, it's a person who follows Jesus, um, to know Jesus and his teachings and to grow more like him and to go for Jesus, serving others and making new disciples. So when you look at what Jesus did in order for us to follow him, we must know that and do exactly the same thing. And that's just what I, the point I wanted to make there, Bishop. There you go. And there were people, uh, please understand the background. This is what I should have brought out initially. The background of this lesson today, it was in biblical times. And during that time, there were many people who were prophets or who were itinerant preachers like Jesus was in the minds of the people, because please understand and remember that they did not see Jesus as the Messiah. They did not see Jesus as the true person coming to save uh, the country, to save the children of Israel. Uh, they saw Jesus as a carpenter's boy, so they did not see him 
the way we see him. And there were other people who had disciples other than Jesus. But what Jesus was talking about in order for us to be true disciples and to really do what we're asked to do, we should sacrifice in order to be true disciples. And the first thing you must do is that you must deny yourself. Let's look at verse 34 of Acts, or excuse me, of Mark, the eighth chapter, the 34th verse. And when he had called the people unto him uh, with his disciples, also he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. Now, that word deny means to give up of something precious. When you deny yourself of something, it's not something that you're giving up because you don't want it, but you are giving up something that you want yourself. You have to give sacrificial denial, sacrificial denial. It's not uh, a sacrifice if you don't want it and you're just giving it away. But it is a sacrifice if it is something that you yourself want. And that's what Jesus is saying. Find some things that you need to deny yourself of that really means something to you. My time means everything to me. My family means everything to me. And for me to deny myself of that relationship or to deny myself of something that I want, it really means that I have sacrificed. So the Bible tells us in Acts, or excuse me, I keep referring to Acts, but in Mark, the eighth chapter and the 34th verse, that in order for you to be called a disciple, you have to come after him and do what Jesus did but most importantly, deny yourself. Now, that's real uh, tough because, you know, we, we, yes, live, we live in an age where people don't want to give up much. But Jesus is saying this. This is crucial. This is key. In order, you got to deny yourself. That is truly self-sacrifice, as you said. And even to the point and a lot of people, because we say this all the time in the church, for God, I live and for God, I'll die. But that sacrifice right actually means even up to death and who died first jesus christ did when he followed after what the father wanted him to do exactly so deny yourself deny yourself sometimes you have to deny the time deny time with family deny time with friends sometimes you have to deny yourself of these things in order for it to be a sacrifice then the bible says to take up his cross and follow me. This is in Mark 8 and 34. Take up his cross and follow me. What cross do we need to bear on today? And I'm not talking about biblical times. I'm talking about what is the cross that we have to take up and carry that cross? What is the burden that we need to put on our shoulders? Jesus says, Take up, not only do you deny yourself, but take up the cross of Calvary. Take up your cross and follow me. Don't worry about others who may or may not follow me, but follow me yourself. If there is something, Mr. Speaker, that I want to do, I do it. And I don't stick my uh, finger to the wind and determine 
what way or where the wind of popular opinion is taking me. What I do is I take up my cross and I follow after Jesus because he has requested of me to follow him. I'm not going to look around and see if you're following him or if my friends or my neighbors or family members are following him. I am following him because of my personal relationship that I have with him. It is based upon not only what he has done for me, but it's based upon my mindset saying, it's time for me to follow after Jesus. If nobody else does, if he doesn't have an amen corner in anybody else, he has got to have the amen corner in me. I have to follow him. And in order for me to follow after him, I have to respect, honor, and obey him and give him glory and praise. So Jesus says, deny yourself, point number one. Take up your cross, point number two, and follow me. Those are the three things that you are to do if you want to honestly and sincerely want to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ. Deny, take up your cross, and follow. Deny, take up your cross, and follow. Now, that follow um, is a hard thing sometimes, Bishop. Yes, sir. Because Very we, 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 we hear this, we walk by faith and not by sight. And when Jesus exactly. says, follow me, a lot of times we don't know where we're going, but we have exactly. to follow. And so that's a challenge. Right. How does one overcome that challenge and deal with that in becoming a disciple? Well, when you're sold out, when you are sold out to Christ, you always say to yourself, I don't understand what he wants me to do. I can't even see down the road why he wants me to do it. But that's none of my business. Since I'm a disciple of his, since I'm sold out to him, I'm going to walk in it. When I can't trace him, as other people have said, when I can't trace him, I am still going to follow after him. I may not see it. I may not understand it. You have to have an overwhelming obedience to what God is asking you to do. Take up, deny yourself, take up your cross, follow after him. That is difficult. Yes, it is. It is not the easy thing to follow and you can't see. It's not an easy thing to follow and you can't even smell where you're going. It's not an easy thing to give up the comforts even of life or the sacrifices that you have to make. But he did guarantee us that if we do what he asked us to do, there will be a reward in the end. So deny yourself, take up your cross and follow after Jesus. Powerful. Let's get to that verse 35. If you save your yes, life, sir. you lose it. <laughs> if you lose it uh, for the, my sake, for the sake of the gospel, um, the same shall save it. Mm. That's powerful, brother. Yeah, because it's powerful. It, it, it's like you know. I'm just gonna say, if you're scared, say you're scared. You just walk away. But if, right. But if you really want life eternal, you can't be mm -hmm. afraid to die. You can't be scared. Talk to us, Bishop. There you go. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. There are a lot of people out there who are so-called leaders of the Christian faith. And they want to look good. They don't want to sacrifice. And so sometimes they will try to save their so-called reputations. They will try to save uh, their life as we know it instead of losing it. 
But Jesus is saying, in order for you to gain, you have to lose. And I know that's a hard concept to really understand. But in order for you to gain life, you have to lose your life for Christ's sake and for the gospel's sake. That's what he is saying. Lose it for me and lose it for the gospel's sake. And if you do that, you shall save it. So if I lose my life, if I lose uh, uh, my life for the sake of Christ and the gospels, not just losing it for the sake of losing it, not losing it for the sake of showmanship, but if I lose it for his sake and for the gospel's sake, I will save it. Well, if that's the case, according to the scripture, then I'm willing to lose my life for Jesus Christ, not only the spirit, not only the physical, but also the emotional. Because you're going through a lot when you lose all to follow Jesus. Um, there are people who would say, well, I have done everything that I want to do. Now I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. Well, what I would say to you is that we probably need to be careful when we say that. Because I came to Jesus <laughs> just as I was. Come on, Bishop. I was weary I was wounded and I was sad, but I found in him a resting place and he has made me glad. So many times we brag about I was doing this and I was doing that and I was the man and I was the woman. Well, if you were so big and bad, then why are you still out there? It had to be some point where you said, you know what, I'm tired of living like this. I'm tired of going on like this. I'm tired of going from party to party. I'm tired of, of going from drink to drink. I'm go. I'm tired of going from, from uh, gambling table to gambling table. I need to get my life together. And what Jesus is saying that you have got to come to a point in your life where you say, I am through and I am tired of that life and I want to be made brand new. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. I've got a new talk. I've got a new walk. I've got a new life. I got tired of doing what I was doing, and I wanted to live for Jesus for real. I really wanted to make him the, the leader and the guide in my life. So I came to Jesus just as I was. Didn't have anything, got tired of dealing with everything else. And I came to him and I accepted him and he gave me a resting place. So I lost my life and I gave it to him and I gained another life through Jesus Christ. That's what you got to do. And this is this is some tough stuff to swallow here, because when we look at being saved, okay, a lot of people are saved. You know, you accept and believe and and you're justified. You're made positionally righteous um, in the sight of God. But this discipleship, you know, Bishop, what keeps most people from going this step i'm saved but you know sitting at the feet of jesus to be a disciple and i liken it to you know i have to go back i have to give 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 the fraternity a little pub here you know when when, mm -hmm. when a pledge you know they say okay look you can either be a t-shirt wear or you can come on in and do some work and i kind of liken mm -hmm. that to uh christendom we got a lot of people with t-shirts on and they're saved but we don't right. have a lot of people that really want to go the extra mile and work and be disciples in your in your years of teaching and preaching, 
what is the cause of that? I'm just happy being saved rather than going from milk to meat and moving from a baby Christian to maturing and being a disciple. What prevents that, Bishop? I think people like to be in a comfort zone. They like things to be in certain compartments. For instance, I'm religious. And so uh, people say I'm religious, so I'm going to go to church on Sunday morning. But now when I go to church, don't ask me to do anything. I just want to go to church. I'm comfortable sitting in my pew. I'm comfortable opening up my hymnal. I'm comfortable opening up my Bible and reading a scripture that the pastor is about to preach on. I'm comfortable doing those things. But once I get out of that zone, don't make me get out of that zone. I just want to come and be a good member. Well, brothers and sisters, if that's what you want to do, you know, you are missing out of so much uh, in your life because there is a spirit-filled life that is more than just coming to church on Sunday. A spirit-filled life that's more than just sitting in the pew. A spirit-filled life that's more than just opening up the hymnal on Sunday or opening up a Bible on Sunday. I want everything, and I do mean absolutely everything, that God has for me. I don't want to just be here because I have nothing else to do on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or whenever I gather together with the saints in prayer. I'm not just here because I couldn't do anything else and I came to the church as a last resort. No, no, no. I could be doing things on Sunday. I have a life. But I want, I choose to be the disciple that Jesus wants me to be. And I have determined that I have made a vow and I'm not going to take that vow back. I am going to deny myself. I am going to take up his cross, uh, the cross of Jesus Christ, and I'm going to follow after him. And in the process, I might even lose my life physically, mentally, or emotionally. I might lose my life, but what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and then lose his soul? What would it mean if you have all of these great achievements, all of these great accolades, all of these great rewards and awards that you have received in life. But when you go before the master, he says, depart from me, for I know you not. I would hate, Mr. Speaker, to be in the church all of my life. And then I die and heaven is not my home because I really was not doing what God wanted me to do. I didn't deny myself. I did not take up my cross. I did not follow after Jesus. That is a sad state of affairs. And I'm afraid that most people who are connected to Christianity may come to that point in their life where they've done all of the religious stuff, but they never, they never got spiritual in this realm on earth. I want a spirit-filled life. I want to be saved. I want a personal relationship with God. I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I do want to have a life that really reflects the image of Jesus Christ. And guess what? I want other people to know that I am committed to him, not just when 
I, I am gone and they say, oh, he was a good church member or, oh, he was very religious or, oh, uh, he was a wonderful, wonderful preacher. I want them to know each and every day that I have a personal relationship with God. And if that means me losing my life for the sake of the gospel, then I have to do it to follow after Jesus. That's some tough stuff there, Bishop, but I love it. I had a church mother say it's tight, but it's right. And here you made me think about the rich young ruler because discipleship and, and salvation is a choice. And the rich young ruler went to Jesus and he said, I've done all these things. I kept the commandments. What else I need to do? And Jesus said, I want you to go sell everything you got and follow me. <laughs> he walked away sad because that's it's like I have so many things. He was not willing to sacrifice understand you know he didn't have an understanding of he was talking and having a conversation with god who even if he gave up all of that could get much more there you go there you go you are exactly right brother it's sad but there are people who cannot take that extra step they've done everything else but taking that extra step of discipleship is hard for them to do i just want to be um pleasing to god in what i do in my walk with him as a disciple. Again, I, I, I deny myself. I take up my cross and I follow him. Deny, take up your cross, follow him. That's important. Most important. Most important. And at this time, do we have any questions uh, for the Bishop at this time? Anybody want to ask the Bishop a question? You have the opportunity to do so right now. Well, Looks like we don't have any questions from the floor today. Bishop, do you want to continue anything else you want to add to this? Because this discipleship, deny, take up oh, the cross, man. follow me. I got to give it up, be willing to die if I want to be a disciple. Yes, sir. Now, this one last thing before I, I conclude today is verse 38. This is a powerful testimony here, a powerful statement. Verse 38 of Mark 8 says, Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. I have this saying um, that I, I, when I get to the river, I want to be able to cross over, um, meaning that when I come to that point in my life, I want to be able to literally cross over. So what am I saying? In other words, I have to testify of Christ here on this earth. I don't want him to think that I am ashamed of him in my actions, in my words, um, in, in what I do. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of my stand uh, for God. That is very important because the Bible says if you're ashamed of him now uh, in this generation, then the Son of Man shall be ashamed of you. And, and just in conclusion, we're not called to comfort. Uh, we're not called to an easy way of life. We, we are called, according to the scripture, we're called to suffering, we're called to sacrifice, uh, selflessness, and even we're called to death and, and we're called to lifelong obedience to Jesus Christ. We're called to follow him and to be his witnesses. And in order for us to do that, we really have to be uh, true disciples and understand the true meaning of discipleship as it is given to us in the scripture, which tells us 
so vividly, so powerfully that whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. I want to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ. I love this today, Bishop, because we have so many who have a different view of the gospel. It's just like, oh, it's just roses and and I can just ask God for what I want. And it's all the prosperity gospel and all of this. But when you really look at what we've been called to do, it's not about you. It's about the kingdom. It's about Jesus. And I love when you say deny himself take up his cross and follow me. That's, that's, you know, that's where the infantry get that statement. Follow me. That's the sign of the infantry. And we're called to be soldiers in the army of the Lord. Bishop, I just want to thank you so very much for really outlining the true meaning of discipleship and letting us know what it takes to be on this team. And it's a winning team. I want to thank you so very much for outlining that for us today on, on point. On point, keeping your focus in the right direction. Anything else before we close? Well, I'm excited to be a disciple. I'm not ashamed of being a disciple. And I want to invite the listeners to be disciples of Jesus Christ. If they have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior, I want to invite any listener right now to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. If you believe that Jesus died for your sins, if you believe that he was risen on the third day, and right now he's on the right hand of the Father. All you have to do is ask God to forgive you of your sins, and I guarantee you that he will come into your life and forgive you and give you a clean slate in life. Let me pray, uh, Brother brother Speaker. Uh, there might be somebody here today. If, if you are not committed to God, just pray this prayer with me. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to give my life to you. Just repeat after me. Father, I'm sorry for all of my sins. Forgive me for the wrong that I have done to others and for the wrong I've done to myself. I want to live for you. Forgive me of my sins. And Father, I will do what you want me to do from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, if you're out there and you prayed that prayer, you are committed to God. I need you to join a Bible-believing church and have a personal relationship with God. That's, That's extremely important. And I hope and pray that we have been of encouragement and somewhat of an inspiration to people on today to really take up their cross and follow Jesus. Excellent word on today, Bishop. And I just want to say thank you. And we look forward to next week. Want to let everybody know that you've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.